it was April of 2000, and I got a call really early in the morning. Uh, some of the staff that had been at the zoo had saw an intruder. Not your usual intruder. This was a four-legged intruder. Usually what we worry about is something getting out, not getting in. What they saw was a sub-adult brown bear, about 300 pounds, in the zoo grounds and hanging out by our adult brown bear. Well, they, as soon as he saw the people, he went back out. And what he had done is he dug under the fence where it spans the creek. Even though there were metal rods pounded into the ground, the creek beds are pretty soft, and he dug around them. Well, we thought, you know, we'll go back. He went right out, so pounded in more rods deeper, and we thought that was going to be the end of it, but that wasn't the case. He kept coming back. Each time, he would tunnel in in the same area, just off to the side a little bit, and he'd hang around our big male Kodiak bear, and that's the only place he was going. So we got a hold of Rick Sinnott with Alaska Department of Fish and Game and told him our story, you know, what was going on. He said, oh yeah, we know all about this bear. He's been in trouble in the neighborhood. He's been getting into trash cans up on people's decks. He's got some sense because he's not, we put in a culvert trap and he wouldn't go into it. And he said, so we got to come up with another plan. Well, I said, you know, he's a sub-adult. I think I can find a home for him. And, you know, rather than d destroy the bear, how about if we go that way? And Rick said, okay, this is what we'll try. If he breaks in again, then he goes, you call me. I will go set up just outside the perimeter fence, and then I'll have you go try to dart him inside the zoo. And if he tries to come out, I'll dart him. So that was a plan, but the next day he didn't show up. But two days later, I came into work early. My phone was ringing. I pick it up. It was a reporter. They had heard about it. And they were asking, so is the bear there? And I go, I don't know. I just got here. And I have no idea. And they call, said, call me when he's there. And I go, of course I will. That'll be the first thing I'll do. <laughs> So I went down there. Sure enough, the bear is there. He's lying right outside the bars by Big Jake. So I go back to my office. I call Rick, and he goes, hey, the neighbor's already called me. I am good to go. So you, you go after him. So I called the rest of the staff. The zoo wasn't to open for another couple hours, so we positioned staff in areas of the zoo, and then I went down there with a dart gun and had a guy with me with a gun for backup, of course. Well, he had moved from the front to the back part in a narrow corridor between the bear bars and the perimeter fence. Luckily, off to the west, there was a patch of woods that we could approach through. So we sneak up through the woods, and dart guns aren't meant for really long distance, so ideally you get, you know, by maybe 30 yards or less. And we actually got close enough about that distance. Bears, you want to shoot them in the neck or the shoulder, um, if you, they've got a nice big target on their big butts, but there's too much fat, so it takes too long for the drugs to take effect. And we use a nice little uh, cocktail, uh, ketamine, xylazine, and uh, rompum, and it's a nice little bear cocktail. So anyway, you shoot for the neck, and it usually takes about 15 minutes for a bear to go down. So we get in position, and I'm just ready to take the shot, and I notice, well, there's a little teeny tiny willow branch, you know, just 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 by the bear. And I thought, well, I'll never hit that. You know, no way, not, not even if you tried, you know. Of course, Murphy would have given better odds. So anyway, I take the shot. I don't know if I twitched or a little breeze blew the branch, but I hit that branch dead center. Smacks the bear and off he goes. Across the top, down the side, and out deep into the zoo. Of course, I get on the radio, load up another dart, let people know he's coming. Well, they scare him back and he comes back. He went 
right back to the exact same spot. So I sneaked back up there, got a little closer. That willow branch totally immobilized. It wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> Dart was still in it. So I take another shot. This time I got him in the neck, and I must have hit a vein because he went across the top, down the side, and I mean less than a minute, he was completely out. Jake walks up. The big brown bear walks up between the bars and starts pushing on him like, hey, you okay, buddy? You know, hey, you know, hey. And he didn't move. So luckily we were able to recall Jake into the den so we could go out and go, are you really out? Are you really out? Because we had to go all the way around, get a big backboard, roll him onto it, about 300, 350 pounds, strap him down, carry him down the hill, cross the creek, under the bridge, and go put him in an old den until we could do a transport. Well, didn't have long to take to uh, train him, so what I did was every day I would put a little trail of Fig Newton cookies leading into the shipping crate so he could go in, and every day he went a little further, a little further, and then the last day I put a little trail in with a big jackpot of cookies at the end. He went in, I dropped the door, he was trapped. What he didn't know, some of them were laced with Valium. <laughs> so, he went there, got got shipped out, made it down to his new home in uh, Duluth, Minnesota really well, you know, made it all the way, made a little bit of noise on the plane when he started coming out because there was also 10,000 pounds of fish in the hold of that plane. <laughs> so he, he made a little noise and the pilot made an announcement and told the people, don't worry, the cage is strong, it's all right. But he made it fine and he was actually accepted. They had an older female bear named Phoebe, who had never accepted another bear as an exhibit mate, but she did accept trouble. That's what we named him. And so I guess Phoebe was a little bit of a cougar, too. Maybe. All right. Um, I'll never miss trouble, but I'll never forget him. Thank you.